0: Coming up on For or Against, the KFC-Mario Lopez Lifetime Collaboration, Taxidermy, Jabby, and English Gibberish Songs.
1: Just old friends on the podcast, we build a defense on ridiculous topics, are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, they show is immense, so tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence. Man, we debate a lot issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars, you listening now to For or Against, so turn the volume up, this is for.
2: Guess.
0: Hello and welcome to For or Against, the podcast for new friends produced by old friends. As always, I'm your host, Mike McFadden, and joining me today are my dear pals, Patrick Lothian, Michael Winan, and Robbie Silver. Hello, gentlemen.
1: Uh, hey. Hello, everybody.
0: Hi, Hi. Hey. All right. Well, Robbie, you were off last week, uh, so I'd like to hear from you first.
3: What has been going on in your life? First of all, Flavi did a wonderful job. Uh, let's have her back whenever she wants. Second of all, uh, this week, going into next week, is uh, honestly a, it's like the weight of the world is crushing my skull. I, and I don't know. Atlas. Y- yeah, except without the muscles. <laughs> and we we're, we're getting ready to move, as you guys know. And at the same time, dealing with having the child and dealing with work, but then also dealing with there have been so many random administrative things that have come up because we're going to rent out our apartment. And so dealing with the city of Hoboken and uh, coordinating with the building and just like there, are, and then there are, you know, we've had doctor appointments and medical issues and like everything that could happen all within the same 10 day period is happening. And uh, I'm not Atlas. So it's, it's rough, but we're You're gonna more like to- Sisyphus. Sure, I've never that... heard of him, but oh, that's it's probably a fun never tale. heard of
1: Sisyphus. That's like the only mythological guy I know. It involves <laughs> it involves climbing hills and livers getting eaten out of your Yeah, no, it
0: involves so, pushing a rock up a hill yeah. and then it falling mm-hmm. down endlessly forever. It's a Sisyphean task. I'd yeah. probably pronounce it's it never. It's life. It's, it's close it's enough human. I'm in the wheel okay. Well,
3: I'm that hill is very steep this week, but I will get to the top. All right. Well, thank you, Robbie, for sharing that.
0: We're sorry, uh, you, life is misery, uh, but hopefully, this will bring <laughs> a little bit of sunshine into
1: your life. Michael, what is going on with you? Uh, I am in Texas already, where Rob is moving, um, and it's fall now, so the colors are changing on the trees. I'm three months behind, y'all, um, and so me and my Ooh, dog. That was Roscoe. your first.
0: That was your first y'all.
1: <laughs> it's well, there is no word that's a plural of of you. So, there are two words. You, you guys. guys, you guys I'm not going to be guys. a you guys is yeah. you're from You's Chicago. Guys. <laughs> uh, and, but anyway, uh, I'm a few months ahead uh, behind you guys is this. And um, <laughs> see, it doesn't sound good. And uh, me and Roscoe went on a little adventure on an island in the middle of the Colorado River, different river than you're thinking, which is very fun. And, and more dog the Colorado walks
3: River near
1: it's awesome. a different Colorado River, but yes. You're, you're yeah, not saying Colorado, a, right. right? There's a Colorado River. It's but a not, different but you're Colorado not saying, River than you're the not one saying, that's in Colorado. Stop. Stop. Are
0: you, are you saying Colorado, like where Denver is, or are you saying a different word that's not Colorado? The first one, but it is a different river. No,
3: you're saying Colorado. <laughs> yeah i don't think
2: you know how to say colorado
0: yeah why you what's like that? what state is the city of denver
1: colorado
0: okay but river but you definitely said colorado three times I'm, we I'm all so- heard it okay.
1: all right we're gonna talk about gibberish later so maybe that's <laughs> why i've been practicing my gibberish so maybe that's okay why, yeah. very good well that I was super
2: words. confusing <laughs> Thank
1: you for sharing,
0: Patrick. We'd love to hear what's. Actually, I don't think we want to hear what's going on in your life, but we, we let's let the listeners know oh, what's God. going on in your life.
2: The last couple of weeks, I thought that I might have been getting a kidney stone. I've had several in the past, and yesterday, I definitely had a kidney stone. Oh, um, I saw it, and <laughs> I didn't. I only had a few pills left for pain. So that kind of sucked. And I don't know if you guys know, but right now I don't want to go to the emergency room. Yes. So uh, I took handfuls of, of just random pills oh, and geez. that seemed to work. <laughs> um, but it sucked. I called the doctor and I assume they couldn't just like give me more medicine because it had been a while since I saw him. And the nurse called me back and she's like, I'll talk to the doctor and see what he can do or what he suggests. And they didn't call me back that day. <laughs> I was like, "Ah, dealing with the kidney stone here." So then today, uh, it shot out of me. <gasps> it was quite large, oh, like did larger it stop, than you'd want it to be. Did it
1: stop hurting immediately? Oh. Or no?
2: um, so the kid when the kidney stone hurts, it's when it's going in between your kiddie, kidney and your bladder. Uh, Once it's in your bladder, then it's just uncomfortable, and you. You have to pee a
1: lot and stuff like that. But what about but when it comes out the pee hole? What about now when we it comes knew that was evil. that was shocking and it it didn't feel good?
3: Oh, it is good. it like but
1: then you feel? Is it? I'm just saying, is it like a, a big pooper where you feel a lot no, better? No, because I can... I think I'd like to move us
0: along here because we're better than this.
1: <laughs> we're better than this, gentlemen. This is biology, to talk... Tom, Mike.
0: Yes, this is this is the lowest brow of comedy. <laughs> that this, is. this is not comedy. This is not. There's nothing funny about this. Yeah, but we also have listeners who aren't. <laughs> so I'm glad that that chapter in uh, your story has come to an end, Patrick. Thank you. Now I'd like to move on to my story, uh, which really isn't my story. This is a story for all of humanity. Uh, for the past couple of days, um, SpaceX, uh, which also resides in Texas, Boca Chica, Texas to be specific, has been um, prepping for the launch of uh, the SN8 rocket. That's serial number eight, which mm-hmm. is a early prototype of the uh market uh, the, the, sorry the rocket is, that is going to uh, eventually take humanity to mars oh i'm sorry can i interrupt you and say did you say market or did you say rocket say that again please <laughs> i said market then i corrected myself because i spoke incorrectly ah so we're i didn't i didn't triple i did human. triple, just I just did triple sure down, down on it i did triple human. down on it <laughs> i
1: just want to make sure we're all human Okay, yeah, we continue. are okay. Some of us more than. But how
3: do others. you say "Colorado"? that's not even <laughs> Three times. I think I have the John market Denver is a version market.
1: of it stuck in my head every time I say it. And, and I was trying musical. I was
0: I was combining. I was getting ahead of myself. I was combining Mars with Rocket, and then it came out as Market. Because so anyway. Uh, Today Spacex uh did their launch, and this is a really cool ship because it's gonna go up into the air and then it's gonna basically flip over and then do like a belly flap in order to uh slow itself down into uh you know reentry of Earth or mars um and then Land itself, and this thing is enormous. It's like 50 meters tall currently, and it's it's just it's enormous. And it was really cool to watch. They uh, broadcast it live, and it went all the way up. It like it did its full flight path. And it did like the flippy thing, and then it did its belly flop thing, which is like the first time that that's ever been tested. And they were able to reignite the rocket for the land, Um but then. Uh, it was a, a rough touchdown. Something went wrong. I think one of the, the rocket engines cut out and, it's Colorado. and the it's legs Colorado. didn't uh, deploy. So anyway, it's very exciting time to to be watching things in the, the space industry. And Ravi, I know that you're interested in this too. So yeah, you, you make need fa- to watch
3: this. When, uh, when COVID days are over, you and I do need to make that trip to Port Cape Canaveral and, and see one of the launches. Yeah, absolutely. And also just as a quick
0: tip, if you want to watch this, I would highly recommend watching uh, Tim Dodd, the everyday astronaut on YouTube, because he's the biggest space geek in the entire world. And he has built a career making content about the space industry. And so watching him react to the the flight in real time, and he traveled out to Texas to watch it in person. it It was really amusing. A lot of fun to watch. Can you send me that link? I will. I'll, I'll be give sure it a go. to do that.
2: So do you only care about US space activity? Um,
3: or Elon Musk? I, re- I, really, <laughs> I really don't, really don't even care Musk about activity? SpaceX <laughs> activity. <really.
0: laughs> like, I don't really care. So what's interesting about the space industry is that there hasn't really been much innovation um, aside from SpaceX since like the 70s. Like the, the, uh, the space shuttle, like for up until like a year or two ago, like the U S no, I'm sorry. Up until a couple of months ago, the U S didn't have the capacity to send um, humans into space. Like we just, we didn't have it anymore because they had retired the space shuttle program, which uh, never got out of uh, like low earth Uh, orbit and like so like you couldn't even get to the moon on the on the space shuttle if you wanted to so anyway um SpaceX has been innovating at an incredibly rapid pace um if you've ever seen them land a rocket that's the first time they were the first people to the first company to ever do that and they're a private company they're not uh, a, a space agency backed by you know the largest um you know nation states in the world so it's just really interesting and cool but they're also making it very public their process and so like they've been cobbling together these uh rocket ships in Boca Chica Texas and like building their launch pad, and so uh, there's a guy named Marcus House who has a uh, like a weekly space update, and so he just sort of does like a, a state of the the industry every single week, and there's always something really interesting to watch if you're into space.
1: Sounds like Mike McFadden needs to be number three of this triumphant of space nerds who you have YouTube channels. <laughs> no, They're, this
0: is sort of like uh, my friends in college who always dreamed of owning a bar, and I would say like I think you just want to go drink at a bar. <laughs> <You> don't want, <laughs> I don't want to have a, a YouTube channel. I just
2: want to watch these channels. There is a Um, YouTube video of you watching a uh, rocket launch, though.
0: Yes, there is. All right, it's time to play. (laughs) The reason I asked
2: was, did you know that China landed on the moon? Um, like recently, not a people,
3: yeah, robot. They they planted their flag. It's pretty exciting.
2: Yeah, I think the article I read, they they were upset that they planted their communist flag, and that (laughs) seemed like kind of out of place in the article. Now it's time to play for or against one of us will present
0: a topic. We will analyze that topic. We will discuss that topic and we will nearly always argue about it and then decide if we are for or against that topic. Um, I believe Michael Weinand, despite the fact that the script you wrote says Patrick's up, I believe you're actually up first. Is that correct?
1: I am up first. Yes. (laughs) Why don't you take it away and uh, share with us what your topic is this evening. Uh, well boys it's it's uh it's finally time uh for some revisiting of of some previous topics they 've all come together as one um, this is a topic that it 's all over the internet everybody knows about it but I think the the world is on bated breath to hear that f o a quoi, take on it We have to decide once and for all if we are for or against k f c with the from the k f c spice log from oh, a week ago. <laughs> Or Mario and Mario Lopez, who's uh, from the reboot of Saved by the Bell, which we talked about in a very early episode, have combined with Lifetime, the television network, to create Recipe for Seduction, a murder mystery slash romance movie about Harlan Sanders, the creator of KFC. Um, it will premiere live. Um, like we'll we'll over terrestrial television uh this sunday at noon uh and then we'll be available uh, across many streaming platforms for us millennials out there mike I, just to clarify like
0: they're gonna air it for the first time it's not it's not a live film. event okay
1: because <laughs> that would be something <laughs> that, would, that would be something Uh, it's something nonetheless. Uh, it's, it, uh, I hope you all have had a chance to, to look at this trailer. It involves seduction, intrigue, murder, plots,
3: and a little bit of romance. Uh, Rob Silver, I want to hear from you first. So the natural gut reaction, I think from most people is going to be what the fuck. (laughs) And I'm going to say the exact opposite I am so for this. I think this is brilliant, specifically on the part of KFC. The movie itself looks horrid. It's going to be awful. It's going to be the worst piece of dog shit you've ever seen. But at the same time, it's not going to be any worse than like a Sharknado. And Sharknado has its place where it is purposefully awful. And yet millions of people have watched that what five or six or seven of those just because it's so bad. I feel like this will be a similar thing, but here's let me tell you why I'm actually very for this. KFC is brilliant. It costs a lot of money to advertise, and I actually looked up what is the cost to make a typical Lifetime movie. The typical cost of a Lifetime movie is about $1.5 million to make. Wow. I feel like I
1: could submit a bid for (laughs) a lot cheaper than that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's not nothing, but the price to get a commercial on primetime TV during like a a significant event could easily be a half million dollars for a 30 second spot. And so in terms of the buzz that this is generating, if this is essentially the same cost as three big primetime commercials, this is generating way more buzz than that, way more people are gonna, even if they don't even watch the movie, they're gonna be inundated with it over this next week. And from an advertising perspective, it is money well spent compared to what they could be spending it on. So smart for KFC and their marketing team there. The movie is going to be the worst piece of garbage you've ever seen, but I'm for them doing it for corporate greed. Robbie, Uh, I need to
0: push back just a little bit for just a second because your argument, I agree with for the most part, but it doesn't hold water in that this movie was not made for one and a half million dollars. Do you have the amount? I don't have the amount, but you're not going to get... Uh, an
3: A-list actor
0: like Mario Lopez. For wait, less than wait, one wait, 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 hours. wait, wait,
3: wait, <laughs> Hang on one second. Your logic <laughs> is very flawed. You just combined three words that don't... <laughs> work a list actor that is not mario lopez all due respect i love mario lopez i love "Stay by the bell but i think
1: we could get him on this show if we really tried harder yeah i think he has
3: a cameo for fifty dollars if you want to book him there so so uh, you think cameo? you think kfc just went to cameo and bought a bunch of mario lopez cameos yes brilliant they strung together about 50 different cameos to make this film and so no honestly like and set, especially for, I was thinking specifically about Sharknado because I think they made Sharknado from start to finish over the course of literally like a week, right? So if you say, hey, Mario, we need one week of your time. We will pay you $500,000. And right a bus ticket back. And a bus ticket back. And then pay the rest of the crew, you know, call it a million and a half bucks for everyone else. So say $2 million all in. That is- right, I'll buy that. <laughs> they could make it for for that amount of money.
1: The <laughs> runtime on this thing is, is not- uh, a full movie, by the way. I think it, it's yeah, measured in minutes. Uh, Patrick, there, wait, will, have, will, will will there be commercials when, <laughs> for KFC, KFC
3: commercials, K-
0: commercials? Popeyes commercials. <laughs> that, oh, would that would be the brilliant, brilliant ad buy. That by, would be by brilliant.
1: Yeah, uh, Patrick, we haven't heard much from you. Tell me, what do you think of this film? <clears throat> this uh, word so of art.
2: I kind of had the opposite reaction of Robbie when I first saw it. I was like, "Oh, that's really funny. That's it's clever that they're doing that." But then I watched the trailer. And it's clear that they're trying to be funny. And there's no humor whatsoever in this trailer. Yeah, like really I didn't, bad. I didn't find any of it humorous. And then Mario Lopez, they keep showing him, but he doesn't talk. So I'm like, oh, I guess the funny part is he's gonna do like a crappy southern accent or something, but he just speaks like himself. He's like, not it's...
1: exactly a, a broad range. No,
2: actor. of course. That's why I thought it was gonna be a bad <laughs> Southern accent. It's it's one thing to make like a kind of shitty thing that's funny that the whole idea is is funny and clever and it it's for like your you get your brand out there or whatever but when you make something that's just so shitty that it's not shitty good i think that's detrimental if i saw something some like just like you see a commercial that's like just bad it's not like oh it's bad good or it's funny bad it's just bad
3: it makes you not want that product because it's shit but and i think it's the same the thing movie. with this movie their product is fried chicken and we're talking about kfc that's what they wanted they just office. earned, they just earned a 15
0: minute segment on uh, one of the highest rated podcasts that is produced and no house. longer has a sponsor yeah um <laughs> 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 mike okay what are your thoughts okay so uh when robbie said uh, okay, I was trying to think about like who wins in this situation, and KFC definitely wins, um, and they win the most by far. Yeah. I think Lifetime also wins, uh, and they win in the same way that they won when uh, Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig did the Lifetime movie, A Deadly Adoption, which was just a straight Lifetime movie that happened to star two true A-list actors for no reason. It was this weird avant-garde, like semi-performance art by Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig. Um, and like, it just gets the the lifetime name out there. I think Mario Lopez wins. He's probably getting, uh, you know, a cool 500K for this. We win because we get something to talk about. This is a win-win, win-win situation. I am for this even if it is the worst piece of dog shit that I have ever seen, <laughs> yeah, everybody if, I watch it, it. But I'm break for it in
2: because, in order for all of that to be true, people have to actually watch it, and so it's nope. a big win. No, nope, not true for Lifetime to be a winner. I'm saying mm, they
0: don't have to watch that. Just I mean, the uh, Lifetime is now uh, part of the, the cultural
1: dialogue. Okay, oh, the word. Can you say the word and pronounce it correctly? Please say it. Sightgeist. No. Nope. <laughs> With how, with how limited, As I said, we've oh. proven
2: our attention is. I just don't buy that. Like the Will Ferrell one and Kristen Wiig one, people would want to spend time watching that because it's actually like an interesting experiment. I, I would be shocked. If this wasn't one of the, like the lowest-rated things that Lifetime ever has, no way, I'm gonna Disagree. watch this. No, you're no. wrong. It'll
3: be, it's not you like, watch it.
1: boys. I think I think Mike and Rob are correct. It's on a, It's on at noon on a Sunday. Like <laughs> they're not planning on anyone tuning in to watch this thing. They're planning on people to talk about it, and they're planning on people to see it later. Like you, Patrick, are living in a. 2005 world where people are going to be watching things on lifetime itself now we're talking about lifetime so that people remember that lifetime is real uh they don't have their their hollywood movies or holiday movies anymore because those are all taken by netflix uh so so they need something and this is genius the uh, only the only
0: person who is the loser here is the poor writer who went to school for years and <laughs> wide his trade MFA. in, in <laughs> creative writing and had to write this horseshit and had to, has to look his parents in the eyes and tell him what he does for a living. So that there is one loser. Yeah,
1: I'll give my 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 final point, which will put us over the top, and will be as a show uh, for. Sorry, Patrick. Uh, is uh, I am also for this. Uh, this is not without precedent. Um, KFC has done kind of like things like this in the past. In fact, this time last year, they came out with a Japanese-style uh, dating simulator video game called I Love You, Colonel Sanders, a finger-licking good dating simulator. Are you guys familiar with Japanese dating simulator video games? Patrick, oh. you must be. Anyway, it's a huge <laughs> it's a huge kind of market, but it's it was a game. It was a free game that you could play where you could – if you're lucky, uh, date a bunch of people in the in the Sanders verse, or if you really played your cards right, date Colonel Sanders himself. Uh, wow. So they 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 have been tongue in cheek with this stuff for a while. Um, what I think other
3: characters are in the Sanders verse? You what know, I
1: I you'll know. have to play the game to find out. I, I have to admit that I did not uh, did not play it myself, but it is Lieutenant a, Sanders, a free game. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> one Sanders. day you'll get the cor- Colonel, yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm on board with this because, um, you know, uh, the media landscape is changing. Um, it's a weird year where we need things to talk about because we can't do things outside of our own home. Um, so I'm on board with this. I'm still a Popeye's boy for life. Uh, but I think the only question here is they've done the video game They've done now the lifetime movie. Where does uh, where do they go from here for the seduction of Colonel Sanders? And boys, I think we got to do it. I think we got 2021 as the year of the X-rated Colonel Sanders uh, movie. I mean, we need to see a 11 herb and spiced hog if you know what I'm talking about. For real, let's do it. That's next. I don't. What are you <laughs> against? <laughs> against?
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Mike. I look forward to uh, the, the release date of this film, uh, Robbie. Let's move on to your topic this evening.
3: My topic is dead animals as wall art. Patrick, I thought you were going to delete my text. Thank you for not (laughs) deleting. Dead animals as wall art. This is mostly taxidermy, but not necessarily. And what do you mean by not necessarily? Okay, so here's what inspired me to include this topic. I don't know if I've told you if I've shared this story with you guys. But three years ago, Lexi and I went to New Orleans over Mardi Gras. It was awesome, but we booked it last minute and could not find a place to stay. And there was a single place near the French Quarter that was available, and it was an Airbnb room, not a whole house. It's just like a room in somebody's house or apartment. And they didn't have any reviews on on their listing it was a brand new listing so we rolled the dice for like listen it's new <laughs> orleans let's go we it. had a good new run. orleans is fun <laughs> all the time you're going you go to get murdered might as well be it <laughs> <laughs> exactly and but we we had nowhere else to stay so like let's just do it and we get there and the woman was ex- so sweet that we stayed in the bedroom upstairs she slept downstairs there wasn't even a door like it was just like up the stairs with no doorway like there was a curtain separating us um, but this security woman,
1: <laughs> security curtain.
3: This woman uh was uh had dark black hair. She was gothic. She was into voodoo. Oh, she, nice. she very much reminded me. Do you remember? You guys remember the character Elvira? Oh, sure. The 80s or 90s. Uh, she was she was El- Elvira, and super sweet, but a little bit creepy. She loved murders and haunted things like that. And <laughs> perfect uh, city for it. She and loved on...
1: murders or murdering?
3: <laughs> murders. She told us all about a murder that took place at the building literally right next to hers and she pointed it out and told us the story.
0: But <laughs> Knew only things that the murderer would know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, well, speaking of that, you know how sometimes you can tell that somebody is going to become a murderer because they like to kill animals as a young younger person? Like it's like a stepping stone to...
1: Yeah, Dahmer murder. did that.
3: Yeah. So... She didn't do that, but on her wall, wall, there was a, a big frame and the frame did not have any like glass around it. In the frame was a dead mummified cat and the cat was partially skeleton and partially mummified skin and fur. It like halfway dissolved. And the story that she told is that, yeah, go ahead McFadden. Um okay
0: is this like I don't know a whole lot about mummification but like did they do a good job <laughs> like
3: or no. did it look like a half rotten cat Yes it like was the a latter half, it was actually a half rotten cat and here's how it was she was renovating a different home a couple years earlier that she was hoping to turn into a bnB a haunted bnB mind you soundproof haunted bnB <laughs> <laughs> yes and as she was cleaning out underneath one of the bathtubs, she took her broom and pulled something that was yanking on it, and there was a dead cat, and the dead cat had been laying there for probably months or years at this point, point. and so she did not t- change it at all. The dead cat, the front part of it was skeleton, the back part of it was mummified, and she said, "I love this exactly as it is she." Just glued it to her wall, sprayed some um like um some some chemicals on it so that it wouldn't continue to deteriorate, and just left it up there and so, so that's what the I mean attention
2: is a very specific thing first of all, <laughs> second of all this is like a one off fucking crazy lady, <laughs> so I still don't think there's the like there's taxidermy and then there's other there's
0: you gotta say there's a range y in between lady. these two points x and y
1: there are other points in between
0: taxidermy is not a spectrum my friends <laughs>
3: <laughs> well so anyways in, in, as you guys think through this yourselves you guys are welcome to think more about traditional taxidermy but i only wanted to the reason i also wanted to use this story is because i don't want you to necessarily get hung up on the fact that some guy went out there and was hunting an animal for sport because if you ask me personally I loathe people who hunt purely, like the people who hunt just for sport. If you're going to hunt and you're going to use the animal for meat and fur and those things, wonderful. I I think, go for it. But if you just want to kill things to kill and nothing more and take some pictures with it, that actually upsets me a lot. So that's why I wanted to make the distinction. Like, I don't want to know about the process of how you got the dead animal. I just want to know, do you like the idea of having a dead animal on your wall for artistic purposes? And so I haven't given even my four against yet. Um, I want to start with McFadden because he's probably the most uh, adventurous of us and probably has killed things. And I want to know uh, how you feel about this. Yeah, well, uh, in the McFadden
0: family, when we turned nine, entered manhood, <laughs> we uh, were taken by my grandfather to the Richmond Hunt Club where we would uh, go and hunt pheasant. And so uh I, I would say that uh from a, a young age i've considered myself a hunter now since the age of 11 i haven't yet gone hunting again <laughs> but
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> hey Not hey being... listen i did bring a gun over to your house that i inherited or to, yeah you, you came over it and you're just like oh i know how to do this and you put it Put it apart, cleaned it, put it back together again, as if you. So I think you still have it. I think you, you have, have a can. double barrel shotgun. It's not too complicated. <laughs> anyway <laughs> go together one it way. Is <laughs> and I own it.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So I disagree with Robbie, and I don't want to get into the whole uh, conversation. We talked about, about the big game yeah, and how yeah. that you can
3: the conservation, you can just have money that actually s- supports the animals. I understand that. I don't like the idea of killing something for no reason other than to just kill it. That I okay. I Okay. Doesn't that. make
2: you less of a dick.
3: <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> that well, uh,
0: whatever. That's that's fine. I that's don't not even get that's that. not the topic. That's the, the topic, topic is taxidermy. So I don't think people taxidermy <laughs> animals that they don't kill or hunt or harvest themselves well, like It could th- that's false. It could be a cat to point, or it, it could be something you found dead. No, but people don't like taxidermy roadkill maybe somebody no, some, did, they that, do they do okay fine they do uh, and also some people you know what it it doesn't matter it doesn't buy. matter because i'm for taxidermy in in almost every case especially for hunting uh one of my favorite bars is called hill still and it's in uh the north woods of wisconsin and uh the the bar owner a guy named milt he uh dedicated i've been a to this sign- bar you all have been to, well, maybe not Robbie, uh, Pat has been there. There's a huge, huge display. When I say display, I mean, there are multiple bear (laughs) bears that are taxidermied in this display. So, I mean, we're talking like 15 to 20 feet long, eight feet deep, uh, glass wall. And so like in this bar, there is an entire room that is the trophy case, for the, the taxidermied deer and bear and uh, bobcats and all sorts of cool things. And it's one of my favorite places. Um, I I don't know if I, uh, if I ever get to a point where I hunt, um, it will be because I'm going to eat the thing that I'm hunting. And I could see getting uh, something taxidermied and uh, like hung in my office or something. Or if I were to ever have like my own cabin, there's going to be hell of taxidermy everywhere, so I'm I'm for it. Now, this other thing that you're talking about—a weird lady finding a half-rotten cat—I'm against that. That's that's not taxidermy. That's just weird that's serial killer behavior. Uh, you might be cursed, Robbie. Thank
3: she was you. a lovely lady with uh, some picadillas. All right, so that, that's, that's okay. So I you're stay. for. Uh, I want to go to taxidermy Again, I'm not the, for whatever the, witchcraft, voodoo. Sure. Again, in. the topic is not hunting, but uh, I hear you appreciate you. But I do want to go to Patrick because I think he probably has a different perspective on hunting anyways. And I want to hear what you think about taxidermy.
2: Um so when I was six I went um ice skating and I haven't been since, but I consider myself an ice skater. Right. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. <laughs> um I'm mixed on this because uh, your lovely wife, Robbie, her
3: uncle is a taxidermist. And yeah. I made a website for him. Yeah. He Definitely. has an entire, he has multiple freezers full of dead animals just waiting to be carved up and made into taxidermy. Yes.
2: And it's not my thing. It, it like seeing dead animals on the wall creeps me out. Um, I don't want it, but I'm not going to judge somebody who does. Except for McFadden. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, I think I'm generally against it for myself. It, I, I don't really like the idea. Like, I'm, I'm not going to f- feel bad on somebody who does it, but I don't really like the idea behind it for the same reason I brought up about myself before, like putting myself in the position of these different things. Like I wouldn't want to be on somebody's wall or <clears throat> on like an alien's wall that things were just another animal
3: yeah that, that's um, the point i wanted to make too is like pretend we weren't at the top of the food chain and that something hunted us yeah. and even if they use ate all of our meat and like used all of our bodies for full purposes they still like were, would hang us up on the wall like isn't there something kind of i don't know creepy or dishonoring about yeah. that
2: and it's interesting because like no. when you say when you say that's use terrifying. all the parts i would appreciate that if something killed me and then they used all of my parts. but then if they displayed me as a trophy, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that.
3: I would be against it. Like McFadden, can you, if you were a different species and you walked into your favorite bar and there was Pat standing up there, but like dead, and he was just standing up there in your bar, wouldn't that be creepy as hell? Yeah, but that is not
0: even a close approximation to an analogy for what we're talking about.
3: I think it is. Pat's yeah, an animal. They're, they're. I think he's not is. an animal. He, he has yep, the yeah, ability I mean, to think and reason right. and, and love so do bears. And there are so many social animals. Come on. Yeah, they're social animals, but they're also delicious. That's, <laughs> that's fine. A that's a, a point, point you can make. You you are allowed to make that point. But they are. There are lots of social animals that know how to love. So that's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, but like bears eat their own young, and so it's not like they feel bad about killing their own children sometimes and eating them cannibalizing them so like why are you going to feel more about this species than the species itself that's okay. why we're different we're moving on to wine and what do you Ooh.
1: think mike uh so i'm of two minds of this and i think uh one of those is is patrick and, and perhaps one of those is mike um you know i i don't own any uh dead animals in my home uh my wife flavia uh who you know uh brought back from an art fair not this sunday um with uh some antlers that naturally fell off an animal uh and i felt a little creepy about it right because it's a it's dead bones that are in my house so i get all of that um I get the the being adverse to hunting. I I don't hunt animals myself, but um, I do know that there is a place for it in America and a place for it in preservation and conservation. Um, I've had to learn that. I think that's a learned thing for me. I have a friend of mine, Brant. Uh, who runs a company called Immortal Animals. You can uh, find him on immortalanimals.com to check it out that talks about that. Is that a
3: company like crushing your dog into a diamond?
1: (laughs) No, this is a real company, Immortal Animals. Uh, Branch will take you out on hunting expeditions or he'll he'll bring animals to you and taxidermy them for you and tell you about the history of taxidermy. And I think there is a point uh, where taxidermy or, or a purpose that taxidermy can serve. Um, in that it uh, brings us closer to nature, history, and art, uh, and all of those two, three things that I, I support. Um, and, um, you know, hunting and, and preserving the nature, natural world, you know, no pun intended with preserving, um, is an important thing. Um, but your specific question is, do I want it on my wall as art? Uh, and it, I do not. And that is just because it is a vibe. Um, but if I was like in a lodge or something, or if I'm at the bar drinking a Rileyander, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, yeah, I think that could be an okay thing. Um, I think there's an important part, like even to this day, many museums use taxidermy as ways to share and show the the, um, the natural world to, to people who don't see it normally in cities or in areas where they're not not available. So if it's done... Uh, humanely if it's done uh, consciously and if it's done with conservation and preservation in mind uh, I am all for it uh, but it is not my bag Uh, yeah check out immortalanimals.com learn more about it uh,
0: okay. Before we before we move to Robbie, um, I just want to sort of throw this out there. There is a uh, version of taxidermy called cryptozoological taxidermy, in which taxidermists <laughs> pair up different animal parts to create fake animals, like the jackalope. Alleged Does that do anything animals. for you, Pat? <laughs> Robbie,
3: because
0: <laughs> I'm for that too. Oh, sorry, Robbie. You well, want to finish this so, off? At <laughs> least yeah, <sued> so, you.
3: <laughs> so McFadden's for. Pat is against. and is against for himself. But in one description, I, 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 literally, I legitimately was on the fence. Um, I do think it's, it'd be creepy to stuff humans. Actually, that's another topic for another day, because some people do taxidermy humans. We can get into that another time. Um, or turn them
1: into diamonds, which we have to discuss.
3: <laughs> Is that Vladimir Lenin still on display in Russia somewhere? I think you're right, actually. But, and I would not be a hunter myself ever, I also wanna make clear that I am not against people who hunt as long as they aren't doing so for the sole purpose of just killing an animal for recreation with no other intention behind it. Um, But having said that, I think Juana made a really good point. There is a, uh, we're going to kill animals. And if we're going to do that, I think there's it's better to preserve them for the sake of understanding nature, culture, history, And people like to look at it. So, and frankly, if I'm being honest with you, if I was in that bar that you described, McFadden, I would think it's pretty awe-inspiring too. So uh, I am, I guess, reluctantly for, in the sense that I don't want animals to be killed, but knowing that they will be killed, I'm for the display of those animals.
0: So there you go. All right, thank you very much. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. For Against is brought to you by... No one. This week, we are foregoing our sponsor placement and instead making a plea to you, our listening audience, to make a donation to Toys for Tots. Since 1991, the United States Marine Corps has made it part of their mission to collect new unwrapped toys and distribute those toys to less fortunate children during the holiday season. No child should go without a present this time of year. And now you can see to it that no child does by purchasing a new unwrapped toy and dropping it off at one of the many drop-off locations around the U.S. or by making a monetary contribution at toysfortots.org. Slash donate As part of this campaign, to support Toys for Tots, I'd like to know what your favorite Christmas or Hanukkah gifts were growing up, starting with Patrick.
2: My favorite, favorite Christmas... <laughs> you can't uh, pronounce words. Say Colorado. Colorado <laughs> uh, is probably, there was a group gift uh, that was an N64 and nice. the reason why it was such a good gift is we weren't allowed to have counsel, con- consoles back in the day. Um, friends did, and we go to their houses and play, but we weren't allowed to have video games. So it came out of nowhere. Like, it was a big surprise. So it was like a big event. Um, I do not remember if it was from Santa or from them. And it's kind of dumb when parents give gifts like that from Santa. Cause they should get all the credit. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you for, uh, your parenting advice. Uh, why
1: How about you? Favorite gift growing up? Uh, I have a few, um, uh, because I did have uh, very fond memories of Christmas with my family and my parents giving me gifts. Uh, Patrick, I will uh, point out to you that the uh, N64 came out in 1996, which means that if it was from Santa, you would have been 12 years old, which would have been <laughs> so it was definitely Santa, <laughs> For Santa he'd still be giving you gifts. Um, but I remember a gift when I was, I believe, three years old. I got a plastic sandwich. <laughs> um, I was very in. I had like one of those kid uh, cooking sects. Things from like Playmobil or or one of those. I loved it. I loved cooking for my family on this fake thing, uh, and there was a sandwich. And I used to walk around and there's videos of me hugging this sandwich like it was a <laughs> plush doll. I just go my sandwich. And I was so happy and I was very thought, thankful for it. Uh, you and, remember and what kind of sandwich it. it was? I think it was a ham and cheese sandwich, <laughs> which I actually don't enjoy. A- edibly, I'll go for a turkey. Or a roast beef any day uh, mm-hmm. but I did love
0: this sandwich all right thank you Michael and Robbie how about you for Hanukkah any memorable gifts that stand out
3: I don't have like um, one specific physical gift that I'm remembering but we had a tradition every year that my parents so we we celebrate Hanukkah and there are eight nights of Hanukkah so every night of Hanukkah my parents would do a grab bag in that grab bag were envelopes and each in each envelope was a dollar bill of sorts <laughs> Uh, Please hold your Jewish jokes. That's inappropriate, guys. (laughs) And there were different bills. So there were $1 bills, $5 bills and $10 bills. And I have two other brothers. So each one of us three each night would go in and blindly pick an envelope and open it up and see which bill we got. And of course, my middle brother always somehow figured out how to rig it that he always got the highest bills leaving the smaller bills left for me and my oldest brother. This is a flashback
1: to last week in the white elephant. I
3: hate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that.
2: And so, and, well, real was... quick, to be fair to your parents, they didn't have much money left over from all the quarters they gave to kids on Halloween. Right? Exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was at that point in time, it's actually just nickels that they give out on oh. Halloween. <laughs> uh, but eventually, as they uh, increased the amount on Halloween to a quarter, they also increased the bills years later in Hanukkah. So instead of ones, fives, and tens, we later got upgraded to fives, tens, and twenties. So that was, if you got a 20, you were like in the money. And uh, so anyways, for me, it was more about like that tradition and knowing that I was going to get screwed, but kind of enjoying (laughs) the game of it anyways. So that was fun. All
0: right. So my memory um, has to do with something that's Christmas adjacent. And I don't know if uh, Patrick or or Wine and your families did this, but my family had a tradition of uh, honoring St. Nick's Day, which is different than Christmas. It takes place on December 6th. And on St. Nick's Day, uh, St. Nick fills your stockings with small goodies. So Those it your
1: shoes, right? Or, or no, your stockings,
0: stockings that back. were hung on your on your mantle. Did you, did now, you get an orange in your stocking? No, we uh, okay. we never got an orange, and so I don't really know why my family did this. I don't know if it comes from my mom's side or my dad's side. Um, I I tried to do a little bit of research on it, um, and it just says that like Western Christian countries tend to do this, <laughs> but I don't really know. <laughs> Which countries that exactly entails? Uh, my mom's family is very German. Um, her uh, mother's maiden name is von Duderstadt. <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs>
1: That's
3: and, German, it, all right. It might be a German thing because Lexi's family does the same thing, and they're okay. As well,
0: all right. So yeah, so maybe it's, it's it's some sort of Germanic tradition. And I always uh, found that that was really cool because it happened before the the whole uh, you know Christmas festivity. It's sort of like to me rung in the season and it, it was always just nice. There's nothing like specific that you would get, but just that tradition. McFadden, nice.
2: uh, have you and your wife discussed whether or not you're doing Santa or are you just doing it or uh, Hanukkah Harry. Uh,
0: well, well is, Okay. So Robbie, I don't have to defer to you on this. Is Hanukkah Harry a real tradition or is it a Saturday? It's John Lovitz who is available
1: <laughs> on cameo? Exactly. <laughs>
0: cuz it is it is so it is just a saturday Night live sketch? Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Um so we're not going to do Hanukkah Harry or John Lovitz. Um, <laughs> He's funny I could, though. I think we may do we're we're going to do the the Santa thing um I think once Jack's old enough to like know what that means. We do celebrate Hanukkah, we do celebrate um Christmas. Maybe we'll do I don't know if we're going to do the elf on the shelf thing. I don't know if we'll do the mench on a bench. I could imagine Maybe just making all of December a crazy bundle of celebrations that are really confusing for my son. (laughs) He doesn't really know
3: (laughs) what he believes in or what his traditions are. uh... I've got a question for you guys. Do any of you remember when you found out about Santa, the truth about Santa? I remember when my younger brother found out. and He
2: he said when I was just talking to him very recently, he said it messed with him. How did he find out?
1: Uh, my older brother yelled it at him during a fight
3: Oh <laughs> Oh that's rough that's My bad. older
1: brother told me about it The moment he possibly could So I don't <laughs> really Not only do I not remember that moment I don't remember a moment when I did believe in Santa Isn't that sad? Thanks Chris A right. a beloved listener and, and a beloved
3: man But he did do that as a child
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah and I being Jewish I just kind of was like yeah He's a guy who dresses up but you know, whatever did you ever as a young jewish lad believe in that or or did you were you always like i know that that's there's actually a video so my uncle who's no longer with us was a very charitable man and he every year would dress as santa and go give toys to underprivileged children but he looked a lot like Santa when he picked the getup on. And, <laughs> but, but there's a video of me. I, I must have been three years old. And I'm in his house, in his basement. And he goes, hey, Rob, I'm going to go find a friend for you. I'll be right back. And he goes into his basement back room and about five minutes later he comes out but he is dressed as santa claus and i go at three years old i go that's uncle mitchell so like <laughs> even then i kind of was able to distinguish like it's not a real guy it's a guy who dresses up as santa
0: all right well thank you very much to everyone that's listening let's do some good in this world by making a difference in the life of a young person this holiday season visit toys for donate to make a contribution today. And we're back. Patrick, it is now time for you to share your topic with us. What do you have for us?
2: So I have Jabby, the future exercise game. Um, and I, I believe this is our first um, audience submitted topic. Am I correct with that? Oh,
1: I think you are.
0: You're not. Uh, Brian Whelan suggested house shoes. Oh, yes. Ah. Previously. And we probably have some other uh, recommendations <laughs> that somebody told one of us.
2: And then we claimed it as ours without attributing <laughs> properly. Yeah, thank you, Lexi. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this may or may not have been suggested from my father. Okay. Um, so this is taking the kind of, the idea is taking the idea of video games that kids are into and bringing it into the real world and making it more active. So it's, Pretend like you had you were holding a boxing glove, but when you went to punch, it shot off your hand, like extended, th- extended three feet, and then came back to your hand, and it was like soft and uh, plush, and the end. And what you envision
0: did... Inspector Gadget, Go Go Gadget arm.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, or one of those. Uh, that's what we're like, working with. It's like a toy uh, lightsaber that like extends out. Yes, and it's like
3: then, but then retracts. And on its retracts. Own. Yeah. Yes. And I guess if you hit the other person, you get a point or something yes. like that. Yes.
2: So you're trying to hit the other person more than they hurt hit you, and you get points, and eventually somebody wins. Um, my biggest issue is I'd want to treat it like a sword. Like if somebody's coming at me, <laughs> I'd want to like swipe it away. But if you do that, you'd probably break it.
3: So you have to like get good at and, and you don't know your own strength either so you could really do some damage Yeah, there's some okay, but, um, that. so this
0: is strictly punches and jabs it's not swingings and, and punches slashes and jabbies.
2: so when somebody punch jabs at you you try to jump away from it but you can't get too far away because you have to punch jab them also Robbie a secret I've always known how strong I am I just like punching you hard <laughs> <laughs>
1: double punch
3: <laughs> yeah, you have um, double punch
2: too Hurt. That's so, two arms
1: Patrick's signature move <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they make a lot of uh, claims here like the end acts as a reverse airbag I don't believe that technology is in there I think they're just saying that <laughs> um, but, but it's a reverse airbag so it like kind of suck backwards when it hit you I would I okay. would guess that so doesn't hurt so one of the features
0: backwards. one of the features of this toy is that like you can punch somebody but it doesn't hurt when you get punched yes
2: um so uh let's get this going uh let's start with McFadden okay I am so for this
0: um <laughs> I think that if I was a kid my brothers and I would just spend hours jebbying each other and I think if we got them as adults we'd probably spend hours <laughs> jebbing each other uh, as well I- I'm reminded of when I was a, a young uh child. And my older brother and I would box and we would put on winter gloves. And my older brother, he was definitely a lot smarter than me because he would convince me that it was way more fun for me to wear like the really big padded (laughs) boxing like gloves. And I was like, yeah. So I felt more like a boxer than he would wear those like really thin, like winter gloves and just sock me in the face. And there'd be like an eighth of an inch of fabric that to dead the blow. And he would have just like pillows grazing his cheeks. So, um, I wish that I had the jabbies because then I wouldn't have, uh, gotten this deviated septum that I have from, you know, a childhood full of blunt force trauma. Um, these look awesome. I, I want them. I, I don't know if the whole, like, this is a real video game thing. Is that compelling to me? Like I, I looked at the app and I'm like, they're trying too hard and making this way too complicated. Just give me this go go gadget arm and let me go punch my best friend. But, but I'm for I think they're pretty cool. Uh
1: I think this this thing is uh really cool and I, I very much, very much want to do it. I actually do enjoy the augmented reality portion of it. Uh one of the things that they have there is that like you have a power bar at the top of people who are recording and watching it. Um, where like you're it goes down like a Mortal Kombat. I wish they could add up for like the 2.0 where there's like fake blood in in the uh, augmented reality, so it looks like Mortal Kombat. That would be very very cool. Uh, I t- I think all of it's so this most of what they're talking about is not only just being a game, but also being an exercise game and having it be. Like an exercise tool, which I think is complete bullshit because each round is only supposed to last two minutes. Patrick, I know running two miles still gives you nightmares, yes. uh, but two minutes of of just gently jabbing your friend is not going to get you where you need to be. Um, so they need to abandon that part and just have this be a toy. Um, I was also a little put off by the, the price. It's 133 euros, which I think is like 150, 160 bucks or something like that. Um,
2: One hundred sixty-one
1: dollars. Yeah. Oh, you did the math. It's
2: right below the euro listing.
1: Cool. Oh, there it is. Uh, <laughs> or you read? You, can you read. read words. <laughs> 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 you read characters. Uh, but hey, I did a pretty good job of estimating Yeah, it
0: that was really I'm pretty truth.
1: impressed. Your, your <laughs> currency conversion is <laughs> spot on. Um, yeah, but so I think I'm totally for this thing. Um, I probably am not allowed to use family expenses to back it. Uh, without talking to Flavia first, uh, <laughs> but uh, I am on board. Can this be a write-off for and against? <laughs> <laughs> if anybody Actually, wants to donate like, it to
0: us. Someday we probably could justify buying a bunch of really <laughs> stupid shit. <laughs> but I'm hopefully trying. what happens is we get popular enough that people send us stupid shit. Yes. <laughs> That's the
1: dream. Well, it, then we have to be for it. Yeah. no. <laughs>
0: Because the reason that they'll send it to us is because we're going to give our honest opinion.
1: All I'm saying to these people who are potentially giving me stuff, my four is very easily
3: bought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Robbie, what do you think? Guys, this is fencing. You guys are talking like this is something new and novel that you've never seen we before. We have swords. I disagree. It, but... This is fencing. Yeah, Just because it, it it expands and retracts, that's what makes it look different. But the whole point is you're taking something and jabbing somebody and trying to touch There's no (laughs) knife at the end of it. Fencing, you're not trying to cut anybody. You're trying to literally touch them. That's what this is. You're trying to hit them gently. You need a lot of stuff that
2: no one wants to wear in order to do the fencing. That's fine. And also,
0: even if it is
3: fencing,
2: so? no th- Keep my, talking. But my, is,
3: <laughs> but my point is you guys are talking as if this is some brand new idea like whoa i've never seen this before i can actually hit my friend in a way that i've None never of hit us sounded before. Like, like that mcfadden and wine and both wow, sounded have like have never been
1: so uh like offensive on somebody's we this is for
3: guests he's giving us his against Let's just go over. <laughs> this, but it's fencing it's not novel it's not new if I was in seventh grade, I would say this would be an awesome thing for my buddy to have, so that when I go to my buddy's house, we can play around with this for about ten minutes and have a good time. But like it, it's that they have videos on this Indiegogo campaign where it's like crowds of adults like in a ring style, like cheering people on. Like that won't ever happen. It, people it won't. are no. It's over.
0: I'm having you all over. Everybody's be crowded around except for you. You can't play. And we're going to watch each other. I don't want to
3: play. Well, good. this is, Then
0: everybody gets what they want.
3: I am. <laughs> I am. Merry for, Christmas. I am for this. If you are in seventh grade, I'm against this. If your name is Mike.
1: <laughs> Fire, so Patrick.
3: These, these children that are
2: playing definitely do not look like adults. So. Uh,
1: they, uh, <laughs> uh,
3: what do you think, Pat? Let's hear what you think. Um. So no, by the way, now I'm looking at this video right now. These are grown that's yeah, a grown man on a basketball I saw adults.
0: Court. I saw some adults.
3: <laughs> the one, the like GIF or GIF
2: or whatever, those are definitely children.
3: Uh, it's GIF. I think we're getting, but like, it's GIF. Oh, we gotta
2: do that one later.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, <for> okay.
2: You. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your take? Uh so I'm mostly for. Um I think it looks like a lot of fun. Um I think we would all enjoy doing it. I think you could. Like I don't think you need to market it as a as a workout. Um, it's not. But I think that's more to like trick children into working out. I don't or know. Their I don't parents,
1: know. their parents into buying. Their into parents, them.
2: that's the one. Um, I
0: do think I that think video games... games. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say I do think that video games will be the solution to the obesity ec- uh, epidemic, and this is. One attempt at that, uh-huh. uh, but I don't think the technology is there enough where, like, if you are actually fast, that makes you better in the video game. Then we'll have like the fastest kids in the world. We're gonna have a bunch of Usain Bolts just running around because they want to be good at Call of Duty. <laughs> they got to get go those, ahead. yeah.
2: <laughs> well, there are some uh VR games that are like games, but they work you out pretty well. There's one we actually use, looks like you have a lightsaber in your hand that's a pretty- called Jabby.
1: <laughs> uh- <laughs> Which is really Um, just fencing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I think you get, like, obviously, it's only two-minute spurts, but I think that would get you going pretty good, depending on how into it you are. The only thing that I will side with Robbie is, I don't know how much I'd want to do this.
3: 10 minutes.
2: Maybe I could go 11 minutes. Right, but it's Uh, in the (laughs)
3: ballpark. Like, you're not going to do this for hours.
2: Yeah, so you could do it, like, every once in a while. But, again, like, if you were – with a group um, of people, whatever age you are, where you kind of took turns, just like that giant, like when you're dressed up as sumo
3: people. Um, mm-hmm. uh, do you know what I'm about talking that about with like, you guys. Office yes, parties. I, yes, I know what you're talking about. And by the way, you make a great point. So I think this is for seventh graders or adults drinking that like want to watch other people fight. <laughs> yeah, like you're that not going to play this over. What are you yeah. crazy? <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. No, I didn't. You're right. You're right.
2: So I think it could, if you had a group of people, if it was one-on-one, I don't think it would last that long, but if you had a group of people. Um, so if somebody gave this to me, I'd be super for it, but I, would, I wouldn't I would buy it. I'll put it that way.
0: All right. I think we can uh, put put a button on this one. Let's move on to my topic. Uh, gentlemen, I shared with you a link to a Twitter post that I stumbled upon a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, I'm going to play a, a segment of the video that is embedded in this uh, Twitter post. So what I'm going to play uh, for you all right now is a, a clip from a song by Italian singer um, Adriano uh, Celentano. Or Celentano, I don't know. I don't speak Italian, uh, but that was my horrible approach at or attempt at uh an italian accent um released in the 1970s um this artist uh, created a nonsense english lyrical song because uh, he apparently believed uh, that uh, italians would like any english song um and so this is gibberish english uh in the form of a song. And I think the approach that I wanna take from this, at least from Robbie and then Pat and Mike, you can take it um, you know a, a, any other direction that you want is, is this a good song? And does the fact that it's nonsense English impact, whether or not it is a good song, could it be a better song if there were real lyrics and not gibberish English? So I'm gonna play it and then we'll discuss, starting with Robbie, and then we'll hear from uh, Patrick. And then Michael, since he's known about this for so long, he's probably been thinking about what he was gonna say for so long. <laughs> Here we go. We stay in the shoes now I hold scene, and I hold right, maybe it's the scene, a All right, so before we get to the for or against, I just want to go uh, around the horn, uh, Michael, Patrick, Robbie. If you didn't know English, would you think that that was English, Michael? Yes or no? It's English-ish.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Patrick. I think I would if it was a higher quality audio. Okay, and Robbie, blurry in the audio. Do you think that you would be able
0: to know that that is gibberish English or or? no? No, He, he sounds like a born and bred American. Okay, English very good. So now that that's out of the way, Robbie, I want to know, is this a good song? And is uh, gibberish English nonsense English enhancing or detracting
3: from the quality of the song? So are we for or against this particular song or the idea of using non English to sound like English?
0: So I, I think this song specifically, I, I want to know, are you for or against this as a song? And then as an addition, I want to know, do you think that the gibberish English is is what makes it good? Or would it be better if there were real English l- lyrics? Real so quick for to jump in, song? did the song do well? Yeah. So was, yeah, it, yeah. It, on, on the Italian charts, it, it was
3: a... I it, think it was a gold hit. record in Italy, right? I, I don't know. He was already
1: before. famous before this.
3: Yeah. Um, so anyways the song. First, I should say I am a sucker for soul music and those horns that you hear like I'm a sucker for that. So I like it already. Having said that the song is really like the same four bars on repeat over and over again. So it's not totally a fully fleshed out Song from a song structure perspective.
0: If you listen to the whole song, they do have some different um, elements. It's not the, the same, it's pretty bad. same yeah, it's... thing. So maybe we, maybe I played the wrong, you know, segment no, of the song. I did listen. But did I do agree were... that there is this uh,
3: a bit of repetition in the beginning there. Yeah, as somebody who knows English, <laughs> I when I wasn't paying attention, I was like, oh yeah, it's got a cool groove. I, I like the vibe of of whatever he's saying. But then once I started listening and hearing that it wasn't. He wasn't saying anything. I so desperately wanted him to say something. I was like, please just put a sentence together that I can understand because I like it's so close, but I don't know what the hell you're saying. And so it's so frustrating. But then, like, if you think about songs that have become popular over time, uh, a few years back, we had Sai with the song Gangnam style. that was a that had real lyrics in Korean, but it, most of America doesn't speak Korean. and we all just love the song because it sounded cool. So like, You don't need to know the lyrics. The lyrics don't need to speak to you specifically as long as they sound good. Uh, I also am thinking of the Blues Traveler song, Hook, which was a poppy hit. Love that song. But if you listen to the lyrics, he specifically wrote the lyrics to say, it literally doesn't matter what I say. The lyrics for that song go, it doesn't matter what I say as long as I sing with inflection that make you feel I'll convey some inner truth a uh, vast reflection he's basically saying i'm singing about nothing but as long as it sounds good you're gonna buy into it and so i think that's kind of what this italian guy did and kudos to him uh i am for him doing it i think the song could be better because of the reasons i said but overall it's catchy and i like it
0: all right thank you very much patrick what do you think of the song are you for or against the song to begin with and um, is the gibberish enhancing it or detracting <laughs> from it
2: so I, let, I think the song overall is pretty good, but the repetition does get me. And I think that if it wasn't gibberish, that the repetition wouldn't be as glaring because there'd be differences in the words. But I love the thought behind this, like the experiment that this guy was running of, that Italian people love English worded songs, so it doesn't matter if it means anything because they don't know what it means anyway. Like that to me is amazing. Um, unlike Robbie, I wasn't wanting to hear a sentence, but I wanted to have the words in front of me so I could see all the words that he was saying. Because it became part of it is because the quality of the song, but it became gibberish to me as well because it was hard to pick out the words because I didn't know what he was saying. Unlike in a sentence where you can kind of figure out what they're saying based on the words around it, it was harder to follow. And I really would have enjoyed like being able to read along while he's saying. But overall I had a good time.
0: Pat, are you saying that you want to be able to read the nonsense words? Yes. Uh uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're for,
3: for the song Why? and- you're- <laughs> What does that do for you? <laughs> I wanted to know but like, well, yeah, hey, what would he you saying, say about my
1: mom? She's nice.
2: He was <laughs> saying real words, so I was interested in the actual words he was saying. Well, I was wait, He wasn't saying like real his,
0: words. He was He was saying, he was saying real sounds.
2: Oh, phonies. I did
0: not. Those were foreign. That's why I thought that it okay. Oh, so you thought he was saying real English words but that that made no sense. Yes. Like you okay, I no. thought he was like so he was
2: speaking <laughs> he was yes, speaking uh, red, gibberish, gibberish English to sound yeah. like English. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that makes more sense why I could not understand saying. <laughs> you speak I English. You would read know wrong. if he was. <laughs> Well, that's, I thought it was the quality of the recording. I'm like, I can't uh, quite tell what words he's that's saying. That's the
3: whole point of McFadden's topic. <laughs> I thought the this
1: whole is the point. That's the most bad thing ever. I love <laughs> oh, it. Oh, definitely. I, thought,
0: <laughs> I, the, I, I, I just absolutely love the idea that the thing that Pat's getting hung up on is, I wish I could just read the gibberish so that I knew what gibberish he was speaking. That's really what's getting me. But, but the re- I thought that that was plausible, like a plausible thing that you were thinking, because later in the song, the entire, like, chorus you know picks up and there's many people singing the same gibberish Mm -hmm. and also you have to see the music video because it's the most bananas looking oh yeah like 70s weird avant-garde it's the second time i've used that term uh this episode it's Um, correct yes uh dance moves and so you gotta you gotta watch it if if you're listening Mm -hmm. um so i can't i think i I can't follow where are you on this topic now
2: (laughs) So I like it a little less. (laughs) I would have liked it more if it was just random English words in an order that didn't make sense. Because that to me is more of an experiment than, because then if you're just picking and choosing your gibberish, you can try to make it sound good together with your gibberish.
0: Okay, I'm not sure if I'm tracking all the way, but I want to go on to Michael <laughs> Wynan, who's had decades to think about this. He, he first heard it in 1970 uh, when he was yeah, backpacking back
1: through Italy. Um, no, no us, it just, it's think? funny, Mike, because you had mentioned this and I had, had it on a playlist that I had played in my house like the day before you put this on here. <laughs> so I was oh, like, wow. oh, cool. Um, but the reason why I did that, I'm going to give you four reasons why this song rocks. One, it's a goddamn <laughs> banger. The song's great. Uh, Two, the, well, 1.5 is, (laughs) you have to watch his music video. So uh, Celentano, or whatever he pronounced his name is. Celentano. (laughs) His (laughs) nickname was Il Molgiantino, which was the flexible one. Like he's a super famous dancer. (laughs) This video is fucking rages. It's awesome. (laughs) The song's great. Uh, There's a breakdown in the middle, like you said, and then it comes up with a huge chorus. This song's awesome. So that's number one number 2 i mean how many popular songs mr robert silver D- vice president of AR at a at a record company have people like interjecting featuring just saying spanish that i don't know so like wh- yep, like what true. percentage of popular songs right now either have uh, daddy yankee or <laughs> or bad bunny just in the middle saying some non sequitur spanish in the middle of it because it's part of it like, that's this is, and then three, it's not new, or I mean, it may be new then, but it, like, we have bands that do this now. Cigar I remember driving around in your car, Rob, listening to Cigar Rose. That's gibberish, Icelandic gibberish. Yep.
3: You're and right. that's
1: a great band because you know what they're doing? Number four, this song, and just like Cigar Rose, they are turning music into feeling. It doesn't matter what the words are, it's a great song. Sometimes, if, <clears throat> You do hear the words and you actually understand it makes it worse. I'm thinking of two songs that come up off the bat. Foster the People, the Pumped Up Kids one. Mm. That's about school shootings. But it is a banger. But if you really listen to the words, it's about people running away from a school shooter. And the other one is Escape, the Pina Colada song. That one is about... Two people who are in a terrible relationship who are, have poor communication who are both out searching for someone else to have an affair with. And it turns out that they'll end up together because they find each other through the classified ads. And that's the words. But people love that song.
3: because Is that the song that goes, do the you words. like pina colada? Yeah. Yes. Nice. What about one of the
2: most beautiful songs of all time by Sufjan Stevens about a serial killer? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. That, I mean, it's like the words... More often than not, I would say, unless unless you know you are a wordsmith like a Bob Dylan, although half the time you can't understand what the fuck that guy's saying. <laughs> after about 1984, um, you know the words often don't mean much. You're turning music into feeling. The words are just part of it. Uh, I'm on board with this song. Four.
2: Yeah. Have you guys ever li- looked at the lyrics from the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> is there like, they're like all over the gibberish. place. But like no all your minds? coming out.
0: <laughs> so, Pat, I'm glad you brought that up because um, I feel like this song uh, is the counter example to uh, a Red Hot Chili Peppers song where they do use uh, gibberish, but it's like, pretty give, clear the way no not that i it's one of their later ones um and when i say later it's still probably 15 to 20 years yeah, old fornication maybe uh, i think it's in show. there it's like he's like uh anthony Kiedis like uses the the lyric like ning 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 scar nang, nang. tissue
1: i think that's the one you're talking okay. about. it's on and that album me, californication yeah. yeah
0: to me that was just came out of laziness uh, God, that sounds cool i think it sounds
2: so stupid
1: what it's about like oh, a great opportunity. Opportunity. The 30s with scatting like Right, okay, what about it, yeah. Benny
2: and the Jets by Elton John? Can't understand a word that man's saying in that
1: song. What about Cyclone Tracy? Mostly gibberish, <laughs> <laughs> but great harmonicas. That's very great. okay. Uh, anyway, I think
0: uh, that I- I'm against whenever Red Hot Chili Peppers does it because it comes from a place of laziness. This is the opposite of that because it's not just gibberish, it's an entire song that he had to memorize and like trying to memorize a foreign language is difficult, but at least you can attach meaning to the words. But this is just like, how did he memorize all of this? And then how did all of the people that were singing with him memorize it also such that they could repeat it because- I, I just get it. It's mind boggling to me. It also just sort of seems like he was sort of given an fu to his fans to be like, you guys don't know what you like. I'm going to prove it. And there's something about uh, the balls to be able to, to put something out like that. That's essentially just a big middle finger to all of your fans and then to have it work. I love it. I I'm i I'm a big fan. I am four. Before we wrap for the evening, it's time for a quick lightning round. Uh, This week, I will be listing a few topics in rapid lightning-like succession, and the rest of us will share uh, our uh, positions on those topics. Uh, This week, my lightning round has to do with uh, sort of something related to Patrick's topic, um, in that his topic came from Indiegogo, the crowdfunding uh, platform. And so I have found five crowdfunding campaigns, some successful, others not. And I want to know, are you for or against? I'm going to go, Robbie. Uh, Michael Patrick, and I'm going to read to everybody uh, the goal for the project, uh, the the fundraising goal, um, as well as uh, what they actually raised, and then uh, I
3: want to know what you think. So I'm going to start off.
0: Uh, first well, off with, a, I'm oh, wondering,
3: sure. yes, should we say the what they actually raised at the end, like after we give our opinions, because I when I first started reading these. I had an opinion before I saw what they raised. And then I was like, oh, that either validates or doesn't validate what I thought. Good idea. I'm glad you're here, Robbie. Yeah.
0: You're, you're <laughs> earning your Yes. Okay. So um, this first uh, project uh, is from Indiegogo. And um, there was an, I couldn't figure out what their goal was. So I'm just going to call it undisclosed, but the product is for a pair of hi-fi sunglasses that uses bone conduction audio technology. So they just look like a regular pair of sunglasses. They rest on your ears. And I believe that the idea is that they use like the vibrations in order to send the sound waves directly into your ear canals. Um, and so you don't have to wear earbuds and yet you can, you know, hear your audio um, much like uh how they actually work. I think for this one, um, I'm going to save the, I wrote the controversy here uh, in the, in the outline. So that's not going to influence your opinions. Um, there's a little bit of a controversy in that these don't
3: work. <laughs> um, do, they are, actually, are you, they, do they actually not work? Cause I didn't read into that part. Well, it, it seems they've had delays. And so I'm
0: going to say that it, it seems that a lot of the backers are unhappy because these have been delayed um, at least once, maybe twice, and now there's some skepticism as to whether okay, So we
3: don't know for sure that they don't, don't work. Yeah,
0: we don't know for sure if, if they don't work. <clears throat> okay. um, but they, in, in the promo video, they showed people reacting to the sound that they were hearing. So they have clearly, in in their promotional materials, made it seem like these are just as good as a pair of headphones. Um, but perhaps but the delay, but, but perhaps the delay is because they they can't get the tech right. So okay, in uh, the words
3: of McFadden, this is a lightning round.
0: This is later. Yes. Okay. So Robbie, are you for or against bone conduction hi-fi sunglasses?
3: Yes. Uh, big caveat: if they work, if they work, then I'm very for these. I, I think. Uh, the alternative they is wearing AirPods, and AirPods look stupid. I know that millions and millions of people use them. They look stupid. These don't. I'm for them. Okay, Michael. I can tell you that the technology
1: for bone conduction does work. Um, they use it for uh, people who have uh, outer and middle ear problems, but the internal ear part still works, and so they use um, – uh, you know, tools so they can use bone conduction to hear just like an, a normal person. So technology-wise, it does work, although these people just may not have done it well. Uh, but here's your problem here, Rob. What happens when you go inside and you still want to listen to the sound? These are sunglasses. You have to take them uh, off.
3: Nope. Transition lenses, my friend. <laughs> yeah, those never look creepy.
1: It's never look <laughs> weird. I am against. Okay, and Patrick? Um, I...
2: It, I could be wrong with the company, but I believe it's Bose has
1: these at uh, Best Buy. They do, yeah, but they're not bone conduction.
2: There was one that I tried, really? maybe it wasn't Bose. There was one that I tried that was bone conduction and it was kind of weird. Yeah, um, so the the Mike is right. The technology does work. Um, but I also agree with Mike with the sunglasses problem like i think it'd be better as like a connector onto glasses like something because even when it's like darker out and i want to walk down the street then i need to get different headphones in order to do that so i like the idea but having them in sunglasses i don't think hits the mark for me all right, well, 6,407
0: backers felt that uh, they were for this product in, uh this company uh, that is called, uh, what are they called? Uh, I don't any vowels in the
1: names. You can yeah, never so get yeah, right. sound, sound Ray, uh, S-N-D, right. S-N-D right.
0: Ray. They raised uh, $758,608.00 for this, uh, product. Okay. Let's go on to the next, uh, (laughs) project, which, uh, the goal raised was $350,000 for a meme restaurant. And the meme restaurant would serve, um, internet meme based meals. So Harambe burgers, Tide Pod shakes, hot Coffee, Um, as an example, are we for or against a meme
3: themed restaurant? Robbie, what do you think? I wish I could see these guys go on a Shark Tank because Mr. Wonderful would tear them a new one. Like, don't go any further guys, save yourself the money and the trouble. Do not open a meme restaurant. It is pointless. Nope. Nobody's going to come to a meme restaurant for any good reason. Like it's stupid. The only thing that might save it is if the food is good. But in the description, the people who are running this campaign admit, we know nothing about running a restaurant. (laughs) And that's like the most basic thing you need to know if you're gonna open your own restaurant is how to run a restaurant. Cause it is- That's the most important part. (laughs) It's it's damn hard to run a restaurant. At least that's what I'm told. So I am very against a meme restaurant.
0: I I love your shark tank point because they would also say, not only is there nothing proprietary, there is proprietary things and you don't own the intellectual property.
1: (laughs) 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 Michael, Uh, for us. Um, so, I, I, I support Rob's uh, thoughts, although one of the best meals I've ever had was at a Wiley Dufresne restaurant that's now closed called uh, Alder, where he took, um, uh, like bagel chips and sausages and mix those together to make probably one of the best meals i've ever had in my entire life part of molecular gastronomy is having fun and playing with things and experiencing new things so as a concept meme restaurant i am for. these people were probably just not the right people for it but i am for. okay thank you patrick what do you think meme restaurant
2: well it doesn't seem like they're trying to do interesting things with the food but with the names (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's more good. Bob's
1: Burgers than it is Wiley Dufresne. Yeah,
2: yeah, and they're not even good at like coming up with the names. Like this one's just called a Scumbag Shake. This one's an Idiot
3: Sandwich. Like the the best one, I guess, is Lord of the Onion Rings. But is that worth me investing? And is that nose even nose? a meme? No, it's not. Well. And- the the internet the description is
2: <laughs> the description is one does not simply order just
3: one, and then you which, look at the the pictures of the food. It's like the most basic onion rings or the most basic hamburger. Yeah. Oh, it actually looks like a Wendy's hamburger. All right. Also, well, we, the memes
2: oh. change constantly, and memes that were funny once are no longer funny. This is just like one of the worst ideas I've ever seen. I'm shocked that they got $2 million. <laughs> All right.
0: That's not actually what they raised. Um, here's the big reveal. The internet um, sided with Patrick and Robbie. Uh, this particular Kickstarter campaign raised $6 out of $350,000 that they had set. As their own goal. parents wouldn't give them $10. <laughs> they wouldn't even give themselves $10. Like if you have a Kickstarter, you're going to at least give yourself something. All right, um, this next one Do you think is... they put
2: this together as just like a joke or like seeing what it's like to put it together? Because the smallest amount is $5,000.
0: It must have been... I don't know. Because like, where did they get $350,000 as a figure but they, to open there's a a restaurant? A,
3: there's a meme restaurant inside sketch. And the sketch looks like it took a little bit of work, but there is nothing about the sketch of the inside that says meme. It just looks like a standard restaurant.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, because in that case, you could just take a failed restaurant and you could just print your, mem- your new menus with the existing like food offerings. Just change the titles, go to Kinkos. it costs you $40 <laughs> plus the lease. All right, moving along. Um, this next uh, project, also on Kickstarter, uh, set a goal to raise $2,232 uh, so that they could fund a feature-length film
3: about humans who coexist with people with horse heads. Uh, I didn't really understand this to be honest Uh, I clicked play on the video and it was like not even a reel of the guy's work or the person's work it was just like here's the
1: cinematographer we're gonna hire
3: yeah (laughs) here's the cinematographer with like very basic shots of people with music in the background like it didn't tell me anything about what horseman movie was and if they were gonna do something I would suggest make an actual 60 second trailer to to get me a little excited because show me that you're putting in a little bit of work on your own before you raise the funding to show me what this might even look like and i have no idea what this is going to look like other than the fact that they say it's uh horse people interacting with humans whatever that means so i'm against because i don't i don't get it okay michael
1: um man i really wanted to be for this because so far i'm six for six on fours i'm usually a contrarian I want to be I wanted to go all fours, but for this and spoiler things that are happening in the future, I'm also going to be against I have to be (laughs) against this because they didn't sell me on what this movie is going to be about. Um, Also, the movie Sorry to Bother You, which I didn't think was very good, but movie critics disagreed is another spoiler alert basically about this also is people who live with horse people um so that's been sure. done so uh i am against this even though everything in my being wants to say that i'm for it but i just can't do it i'm a i man forgot about that movie that,
3: that was a really creepy movie but yeah I, dude I really, I really and it was like it. so like like
1: this movie could be good about people in horse mafias like if that movie's good this movie could be good but they didn't do enough to sell me on it. So sorry. I have no idea what you're talking about. Called Sorry to Bother You. It was an underground movie that actually did very, very well. Um, it back was reminiscent in 2018, of- I
3: believe. It was kind of had a feeling uh, of like correction. Get Out, like a similar vibe. You remember the movie Get Out? That's yeah, like La- one either.
1: Yeah, Lacteeth Stanfield. Actually, I saw is the everything head- except the, uh, for the end of Get Out. stand <laughs> Stanfield. Stanfield- is the guy he was in? Um, he oh, was I, in I remember Atlanta. seeing. He's he's going to be a huge star because he's. I a remember trans-maker. seeing. Uh,
0: I
2: remember seeing something about this. All right, Patrick, what do you think, Horseman? Um, I agree with everything that's been said. They didn't even <laughs> show like a picture of the horse mask they're going to use, <laughs> or show like what it would look like with a horseman talking, and that would almost be more fine if they were asking for like oh we need like two hundred thousand dollars to make realistic like horsemen but they're asking for two thousand two hundred and thirty two dollars what like when you're making so clearly they have all the lights and cameras and everything already or don't care about lighting or camera work (laughs) yeah what is that money for is it just to buy like 10 shitty horse masks (laughs) like none of this makes any sense I just so very against clearly. All
0: right, well, this is clearly a piece of shit. The internet agrees. It only raised seventy nine <laughs> of the two thousand two hundred thirty two dollars. <laughs> Moving along, we're gonna go uh, for the goal of thirty six thousand five hundred dollars. Another Kickstarter for Licky Brush. Uh, their slogan is uh, "Lick your cat like a cat." It's a no. rubber brush that uh, <laughs> simulates cat licking. Robbie, what do you think?
3: I just want to make sure the audience understands you put a rubber piece in your mouth, you bite down and it basically has a tongue that sticks out of your mouth. And then you take your head and rub this rubber tongue on your cat. Like as if you are a cat. I mean, what do I need to say about this? (laughs) Is this because you're allergic to cats? No, I just, uh, (laughs) if, if you want to lick your cat, you probably only interact with your cat. Okay, that's fair. Yeah.
0: And so you you don't want those people to be happy?
3: No, they should be miserable. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> I, no, against. Okay, I think Michael. you and
1: that lady who you did the Airbnb <laughs> with would probably disagree on this point. <laughs> uh, but no, previously on this show, I was against all cats in general. So, And I think I convinced some of you to also be Against all cats. Yeah. And I hope they all die. I don't want any of them to be licked or feel good. I want them all dead. I am against <laughs> the Licky Brush. I am against cats. I am against right. everything about this.
0: Patrick, you're the only one of us who's ever had a cat. For or against the Licky Brush?
2: I am for this for Cat Ladies. Oh, God. I feel like this is something that they've needed a long time. <laughs> you know this is going up buttholes, right? <laughs> Um, it also cat made buttholes. it on to uh, the Kelly Ripa show with guest host Fred Savage. And I am a huge fan of Fred. <laughs> um, I really like him. A the lot. wonder
1: years were our only years.
2: Yeah. So because of those two facts, and I mean, just cat ladies are so lonely. They need something. I'm going to give this for them. All Don't
0: right. Worry. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. I just want to point out that their slogan, uh, as I mentioned, is "lick your cat like a cat." However, they they use the grammatical conventions of periods in between those two parts. So that's really well, just they saying had an
1: Oxford comma.
0: Well, no, you don't, that it wouldn't be an Oxford comma. That would just no. what they're saying is "lick your cat." Period. That's one thought, and then another <laughs> thought is "like a cat."
3: <laughs> it's not like, "lick in, a cat in, like a" as is
0: if like, a cat does. It just says like "lick your cat." Period. Full stop. Yep. End of thought. New thought. Like a cat. This is uh, this is in dire need of. Uh,
3: no, it makes sense. Like yeah. a cat is a full sentence. Like yeah, it is, I know, but it's unrelated
1: to the previous sentence. I I, 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 I know. Saying. I'm saying we normally disagree in in grammatical styles. Here we are in agreement.
0: Right. I, my my concern is not that like a cat is not a sentence. It is a complete sentence. It's just that they're saying. They want to say that you should be able to lick a cat as if you were a cat.
3: Listen, I'm not here to defend uh, the cat lady people, but artistic license, dude. Okay, fine. All right. Our final uh, Kickstarter campaign um,
0: is uh, a goal of $10. Oh, I should say uh, Licky Cat uh, raised $52,179. What? $36,500 they were seeking to raise. Uh, This was funded. And then some. Is this a
2: profitable product? Office, Robbie, how many people? <laughs> Two thousand and twenty-two people,
3: all virgins. <laughs> not a not That's if they rude. have if they use this licky brush correctly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay.
0: This this final uh, Kickstarter uh, sought to raise ten dollars
3: for potato salad. I Robbie. love <laughs> this. I've actually, I've seen this before, and I love it so much. The fa- like it and. if you haven't seen it, the header is just potato salad. There's a picture of potato salad. And then the description is I'm making potato salad. And that's it. And he's asking for funding. I'm so for this. I hope it was the best uh, bowl of potato salad this guy's ever made. And I hope he raised a lot of money. All right, Michael, $10 for potato salad on Kickstarter for against.
1: I'm very against. There's nothing sincere about this. This whole thing is supposed to be like to have artful projects or things you want to fulfill, and this guy was just like shitting on it. But I (laughs) also have (laughs) heard about it, Mm -hmm. and it totally ruined his life for a little while. Really? He had to actually fulfill all these things (laughs) that he promised to do. What did he promise? I don't even know how to make potato salad. And he had to like figure it out and
3: ship it to people. So he deserves. Oh, he actually gave the, he actually had to give the people all the potatoes. Yes, he yeah. did.
1: So fuck oh. that guy. I'm all <laughs> for sincerity. Uh, let's do this for real.
0: Yeah. For, for $1, um, you'll get a thank you posted on his website for $2. You get a photo of him making potato salad. Um, and, and another, and the thank you on the website, $3, he had to, like quit his job for a while. For like $3, <laughs> you receive a bite of potato salad, <laughs> $5, choose a potato salad, appropriate ingredients to add to the potato salad, receive a bite of the potato salad. So as it goes, uh, it gets more involved in terms of what he has to do to fulfill his end of the obligation. Patrick, what do you think?
2: Um, I think it's funny. Um, and then if you don't like it, it is also funny that he had to, fulfill this um because he got six thousand nine hundred and eleven people to back this <laughs> and knowing how much shipping is like, people yeah people got jealous like oh he made so much money so easily but if he didn't lose money he made very little per hour to send out potato salad to almost seven thousand people <laughs> um so that is a bummer for him um, real quick, sorry, jumping back to the horseman film. Um, so the there's Lightning a pledge, road. there's a pledge of twenty dollars or more, and somehow of four four pledges, they made seventy nine dollars. <laughs> that math just doesn't add up. So that that's it for that. But yeah, this got pretty famous with the potato yeah. salad. I right, say so four,
0: uh, four sure.
2: against. Okay,
0: sounds good. I'm also four. They raised fifty five thousand four hundred ninety two dollars. If you're still listening, please consider telling a friend about For or Against, and if you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also love to hear about any topics uh, that you are for or against or undecided on via Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or Facebook uh, uh, at our page, For or Against Pod. We might just feature them on a future episode. For now, thanks for listening. Bye. I thought you weren't going to
1: do it there for a (laughs) second. I almost freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) For On the podcast, we build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against discussing random issues, man? The show is immense, so tune in and choose a side. That you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy. Where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars. You listening now? To you for or against? So turn the volume up. This is for
2: or against.